Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, Episode 18. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How are you doing today? I'm great. How was your weekend? It was wonderful. Great, beautiful weekend out, too. It was kind of like a uh, summer day, almost. Oh, absolutely. It was great here, too. I went to a wonderful function. It was Iron Chef of the Ozarks. Oh. Got to taste a lot of food, and it was all for the Ozarks Food Harvest, which cool. feeds a lot of people every year. So it's a great cause. It was great fun. Um, such an honor to be there. That is really, really cool. Glad you had the yeah. good weather, too. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Good. good. Very so, perfect. What do we got today? We have an intro to shadow government. Oh, One of your favorite subjects, conspiracy theories. Goody, goody. Um, I think it's probably not just a theory, but, you know, if you're ready, we will begin. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. The concept has been around for a long time, but recently the context has changed. Shadow government. Many have romanticized it by dubbing it as a conspiracy theory. In reality, it has never been as elusive as storytellers have claimed. Are there secrets? I hope so. Most of the modern administrations have been part of it. The shadow government was D.C., the establishment, and all that implied. It is the swamp. Think tanks, specific media, certain businesses, and people that run those businesses, career government employees, and certain elected officials. It is more reasonable to paint out the administrations that were not part of the shadow government rather than those that were. Supposedly, those that weren't were the Carter administration, Reagan, Obama, and the Trump administrations. You see, they have never been terribly particular about the party. Often the establishment has two candidates running, one Democrat, one Republican. Theoretically, not much different than two fraternity brothers running for president of their shared fraternity. Sure, they might have a preference for a winner, but the ideals are virtually the same. In the days leading up to the election cycle, Backroom deals and secret dinners thrown by those that feel they have the right set the stage, and their candidates usually agree because they need the support. You see, more times than not, the candidate with the shadow government support wins or did until the last three presidential elections. Of course, it is the meetings and venues 
where the secret agenda is formed and agreed upon that actually is eerie reality that many see as a downright evil and destructive core to the Republic. Before we move on to the current situation, I must point out there is a greater global movement that is fueled primarily by the same DC and others, generally American businessmen that do turn the wheels for the global movement, often referred to secretly as the New World Order. Again, not as secretive as one might believe, it is really just the opposite of the nationalist view most ordinary Americans naturally identify as, and Donald Trump so seamlessly tapped into. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because Barack Obama was not part of the groomed and schooled D.C. establishment. Nonetheless, the one idea he shared with the establishment is that the ideal of globalism, Obama loves a globalism. However, the buck stops there. Progressives like Obama exist on both sides, Republican and Democrat. It is a way of politicking that at its core is elitist. The swamp is filled with them on both sides of the aisle. Their main function is to frame an idea or circumstance in such a way they receive the response they want. This form of governing keeps America divided as the super wealthy and powerful maintain their status. According to linguist and philosopher George Lakoff, the conservative mind manifests from the influence of a strict father model. The liberal mind is a result of the nurturant model. He also claimed our ordinary conceptual system in terms of which we both think and act is fundamentally metaphorical in nature. This concept, at least in part, explains how, politically speaking, our ideas and choices often defy our general behavior. More importantly, it is a concept that works wonders for politicians, at least it has in the recent past. Understand Lakoff is a progressive with ideas that are so far left, it makes me cringe. However, he gets the political mind that makes his teachings even more concerning. I call his work from his book, The Political Mind, a terrifying yet brilliant playbook for communism. Lakoff explains, social change is material. Who controls what wealth? It's institutional. And who runs what powerful institutions? And political, who wins the elections? In the swamp, it is the same for both sides. Lakoff continues, but the main battlefield of the culture war is in the brain, especially now, especially how the brain functions below the level of consciousness. Lakoff describes the winning territory for new government or social change can be located and conquered in the 98% of thinking your brain does that you're not aware of. Most of it matters for politics. The mind that we cannot see plays an enormous role in how our country is governed. The fact that we believe differently has made us vulnerable. 
Most of us inherited a theory of mind, dating back at least to the Enlightenment. Namely, that reason is conscious, literal, logical, unemotional, disembodied, universal, and functions to serve our interests. Surely we must admit Mr. Lakoff has a point. Most of us are ruled by our emotions, yet at least outwardly, we believe we make our decisions based on logic. I believe it's true, and if all worked very nicely for a very long time, we kept the power brokers powerful, and then we elected a new kind of power broker in Barack Obama. His campaign was all about empathy, identity politics, and globalism. It all worked beautifully in just the way George Lakoff described. Obama's presidency birthed a new shadow government, slightly more elusive than the swamp's historic semi-secret government. So what do we have now? We have the old swamp, D.C., rich guy, shadow government. We have the new progressive, Obama-style shadow government working on the inside and the Trump awakening, a nationalist, America-first, anti-establishment, anti-swamp, anti-progressive, anti-identity politic, anti-power broker, and even somewhat anti-empathetic government. Based on the logic we all believed we had and used, but didn't. Is this the new enlightenment? Wow, very interesting. So you're basically saying three shadow governments or three separate groups. Exactly, three separate groups. And actually there's really a fourth group in that the way that the first two feeds into this global mentality. The global is where you see all these guys go to Bilderberg, right? And they have this meeting and only certain people are invited and everybody pretends they didn't go. You know, the Clintons go, the Bushes go, Bill Gates goes, his wife. There's been some media that has that have been invited and you will see Merkel go. Um, I haven't seen a recent list, so I'm not, I'm not going to say some of the recent people, but they're they're all a part of this globalist idea. Now, Trump is not globalist. He's nationalist. It's America first. Doesn't mean we he doesn't care about the rest of the world, but he certainly cares about America first. Barack Obama was even more of a nationalist than the old swamp. I mean, excuse me, more of a globalist than the old swamp people who developed the new world order. However, the means to the end are very similar. The end is much different for the old swamp and the new progressive ideas of Barack Obama. It sets the stage for how this conspiracy theory really isn't a conspiracy theory. It really exists. It, it's not as secretive as one might believe. And we've been living with it for years. I think that the group in the middle that voted for Trump, the middle, when I talk about the middle, I'm talking about the middle electoral, I think they're tired of it. And they're not really 
being controlled by emotional talk. We know that evolution takes place. We know societies change. Things do not change the uh, stay the same. I think what we've seen, and some have called it a revolution, um, um, much like Brexit in the UK, is a new way of thinking for these people in the middle, the middle class in particularly. We have really seen them in the past be driven by things like empathy. I must feel sorry for, and it's bad to want money. Money's bad. Thinking about economy a lot and not religion or at least charity as a, you know, I mean, a lot of people, charity and religion are very synonymous. So that was, those two ideas were married in the politics. So I think that they viewed Barack Obama's politics as making them feel sorry for other people and not wanting things like good jobs, good pay, that you were to just be happy if you had a job even if it was 20 hours a week versus 40 hours a week. Maybe it was minimum wage, even though you should be making twice minimum wage. I'm not saying I agree with what I agree with. I'm just saying this lays the groundwork for what we call the secret society. You know, I, you know, it's, it's easy to name names, you know, Certainly, one of the biggest conservative names you could name would be Bill Crystal, conservative writer, big-time power broker. He always has groomed a candidate at his home over dinner meetings for many, many years, many, many cycles. Wow. Power and money. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of people are shocked by the fact that uh, I call him Papa Bush, but George H. Bush and Bill Clinton are such close friends. Their politics were very similar. And they're both part of that swampish secret society that tells a candidate how to walk and talk, mostly because the candidate needs his money. And the candidate, you got to remember, that really when a guy takes office, he doesn't quit being a candidate because those people still control him. And that's why you might see someone campaign on something that's very near and dear to your heart, like healthcare, and that really affects you, but never really does anything with it. I mean, if you think about one thing Obamacare does allow is control for those In Washington, both Democrat and Republican. And when you control health care, you have a lot of power, you know, and especially if that's what you're after. These are truly power brokers. Calling the shots from the top. Yeah. You know, and it's from the top, but really the level directly under the top is who calls the shots. Right. And they're the ones that would take the fall in the event something did go sideways. Yeah, you're exactly right. But really, 
in past administrations, the chief of staff really has possibly the most control because he or she controls the flow of information to the president. You first present your information to the chief of staff. If he doesn't think the president needs to see it or hear it, he tells you to skedaddle. Right. So he's a censor or a buffer. Exactly. Or both. If he has an agenda, he's a very dangerous person, potentially. Now, one of the chief problems when Trump, with Trump's White House, you know, hadn't been much more than a month ago, was that other people had access to him. And they did not have to go through, at that time, it was Rens Priebus. Rens really didn't have that kind of relationship with the president and certainly was not a censor. Well, the power brokers behind the scenes were raising hell. No one should have unfettered access to the president. Now, why that bothered them so much, I don't know. Next thing you know, we have General Kelly in there. Now, I don't want to get off on that tangent too much because there's a lot more there, and we're going to cover this in, in about three or four parts. But in the past, the way the swamp has operated has been oftentimes through the chief of staff. Therefore, you have talk of the secret government. The secret government certainly operates in the shadows. That's correct. It's not so secret. When they want you to shut your mouth about it, they call it what? A conspiracy. Right now, especially while Barack Obama was president, conspiracy was the one of those dirty words they could accuse you of. You know, if you'll even notice the left wing media uses it against the right wing media all the time. Oh, there are a bunch of conspiracy theorists theorists. Well, that's just kind of become a label like, you know, you're a jerk idiot. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're, you're stupid, you'll believe anything, you know, you read a book and you don't know whether it's fact or fiction, you know, you believe in cartoons or something. I don't, I don't know, but it is certainly become a label. And for the most part, a lot of times it does get people to shut up. And in fact, it's at times convinced advertisers to stop advertising with certain media people. They're conspiracy theorists. You know, there used to be a great show on the Discovery Channel that I believe it was called Conspiracy Theories. I loved that show. You know, and there were lots of facts to to back up some of these so-called conspiracy theories, you know? And some of them truly are conspiracies, you know? I, I, I just believe, you know, that we probably did land on the moon, you know? I don't believe that we did that in the desert. I I think that's a little far-fetched, but... And, of know. course, there's the flat earth people. Exactly. But think about it. You take that idea of the flat earth people or the people that believe we did 911 to ourselves, 
and you put that conspiracy label on, say, the shadow government, and it shuts people up really quick. Because it's it's like saying you are a childish, stupid person that can't tell fact from fiction. Right. It's very effective. However, it's becoming less effective. It's kind of like the people that are um, saying things about the people that voted for Trump. You know, they're too stupid. You know, the women that are for Trump, they don't understand because they're, like I said the other day, ruled by totalitarian men. You know, no. Would it be better if we just wanted a woman because she's a woman? You know, without a resume that we felt confident in? So some of these labels have been effective in the past. However, we're seeing an awakening. I don't know whether it's good or bad. I don't I don't know. It's scary. It is scary, but it is like a new enlightenment. Right. Where maybe we're not going to be as ruled by our subconscious mind. And and you know what? I, I really I like emotions. I don't really want to give those up. I kind of like being ruled by them a little bit. But I'm not in charge of this big game. And sometimes when emotions are out there, you can really take advantage of somebody. In fact, that is how we take advantage of people, through emotions. Yeah, we play off the emotions, for sure. Yeah, I mean, anybody that ever dated, you know? And that might be a reason why Trump gets bashed so often is because he's often touted as the one with zero empathy and no emotion, but he's a businessman and, and businessmen will say one thing. Don't make business decisions on emotions. Exactly. And he learned it well. Not only did he learn that, you know, he went to military school for, um, I don't know, I believe like middle school to high school. Military is also a place where, at least in those those days, they took away a lot of the emotional decisions. You're right, he was a businessman. In Queens, you really had to be tough to make it. It was really about the survival of the fittest. Those people have that kind of attitude. They're very tough. It's not that they don't have the emotions, but you're right. The emotions do not come into their business and political agendas. They don't drive their decisions based on empathy. And Obama politics were so embedded with empathy, I think we don't like it anymore. Yeah. I think people are just fed up. Or maybe we feel taken advantage of. I mean, it's kind of like the guy that says, oh, I love you, baby. And then he doesn't call you back the next day or th- even three days later, we're mad. We're mad because you took, uh, or he took advantage of our emotions. Now, that's kind of a very female thing, but you know what? Guys have emotions too. You know, it, it, even even when we're talking on the 1% uh, or about the 1%, 
I think people are just fed up. And as soon as they hear the 1%, there's a rage that starts to happen. People are, are fed up. They're, they don't trust some of the people at the top. Um, that's why we've we've been seeing these different outcomes out of elections is because people just want change. They don't trust members of the 1%. And if it continues on this way, I, I keep telling a friend that's always looking for investment opportunities I, I keep telling them to invest in pitchfork factories because the pitchforks are coming yeah you're exactly right and, and we've seen basically we've seen brexit we've seen the election of trump and to a certain extent Macron in france we see these different kind of people being elected we see a pattern i don't know i was i was listening to the to the new prime minister of Egypt. Again, that that flash went into my head when I when I heard him talking at one of the UN news conferences just for a second. I thought, really? He doesn't sound like what we've heard out of Egypt before. You know? Yeah, it, it's not just in the United States. This is we're we're talking a global scale here. Yeah. I mean even somebody mentioned the other day that the new guy elected in Afghanistan is much different and and much more willing to work with the allied forces as pertains to his government, not just protection. So there is a new awakening. How far will it take us from, you know, even the Obama administration? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like you. When you say things have changed drastically or things are very different, it kind of scares me. It's just like when you say you're burning hot up there and I'm freezing down here and it's summer and I'm supposed to be hot and swimming and you're supposed to be fancy free and, you know, cool. Well, I think the majority of people. I don't like this. I think the majority of people are afraid of change no matter what change entails they they have a fear of change we're we're creatures of comfort and we get into a zone and we kind of do things on the clock and at certain times every day over and over and then the weekend comes and we change our schedule to adapt to our 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 lives for the weekend yeah so when we are a creature of you know habit like that when things start to change it becomes very uncomfortable Especially those big things like government and weather and, you know, things that seem so much bigger than our basic decisions, you know. I'm a little bit of a daredevil. I like personal change. But when bigger than me things start changing, I start getting nervous. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. We can definitely agree there. Yeah, and we don't always agree, but life's a journey, and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening. We're going to have more on this shadow government topic to come. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.